Alright, cool. We're live here on American Hammers TV. I'm Justin from Chicago, early as hell, 6 a.m. Dedication right there. Uh, Steve and Dom joining us from London. Guys, how you doing? Good, Justin. How you doing? Doing well, doing well. Dom, how are you doing today? Um, struggling to hear you because there's builders next door and they're making a hell of a racket. Um, yeah, a little bit tired. Uh, went to the game last night and uh, didn't get into half past four this morning. So, uh, lacking on sleep. Yeah, um, I feel you there. But yeah, yeah, I'll obviously it's early doors to you as well, six hours behind us. But, you know... I think after last night, the way the game went, I'm waking up a little bit more positive than I have been about West Ham lately. Yeah, uh, yeah. You, we were talking a little earlier before we went live, and it definitely seemed like that. I definitely want to touch upon the Liverpool game, but um, this is Hammer's report, we're going to call it. I think Steve and I decided yeah, on that name. Yeah, and then um, Hammer's report will be more of a monthly review show for all of you guys wondering. What is this new? Um, what is this new show that American Hammers TV are doing? Um, yeah, we're gonna try to do it every month and and talk to some some more well known West Ham fans like Dom and others um, about everything that's occurred in the past month. So Dom, I actually want to bring it all the way back and start off at the beginning of the month, um, February first, I believe it was the match against Brighton at home. Um, First, I'm interested in your opinions heading into that match. It was obviously a, a big one uh, against a, against a club that, um, you know, is hanging down at the bottom with us. Mm. Um, so going into the match, did you have any hope? Did you have any belief that we could get the three points? Yeah, I, I did because um, Brighton ain't that, you know, they're, they're a side you can beat. Um even right. though we've not beaten them since they've been promoted, ironically. But they are a side you look at and think, we, sh- we can win that. Now, uh, a couple of days earlier, we played Liverpool at home and, you know, played all right, just like last night, but except we didn't really score. And it was routine for Liverpool, but it was some sort of confidence we could go in against a lesser team. And it was win or bust. Um, and because we didn't win that, I do think we are going to probably go down, even though you know I'm more positive after last night. I just think at the end of the day, it's still a results game, game business. Um, but anyway, before I obviously get into that, let's talk about the Brighton one. Um, being 2-0 up and 3-1 up and not winning is very bad, especially when we're down there and we need the points. Uh, the first half was perfect. I mean, I, I said this to Nicky after the game. And the, the first half was perfect. We were 2-0 up. Absolutely controlled the game. Um, you know, the only the only real issue for me was, like, just the panic stations at the back. But, like, in the first half, Brighton weren't really, you know, they didn't really create much, apart from, obviously, in the first minute when they uh, more headed it just wide. Um, other than that, they didn't really trouble us. And then, uh, again, when you're 2-0 up, you have to get the next goal. You have to get the next goal, and that and that goes for any any anyone who's on the whatever end of the scoreline. If you're winning or you're losing, you have to get the next goal because you know if the losing team gets it, they're back in it. If the winning team gets it, you know it's game over. And what do we do? One minute in the second half, we give them a goal. 
Um, an own an own goal too. It was an own goal, but I mean, it's no fault of Ogbonna. It was more the fault right. of Fabianski. Um, right. Fabianski hasn't been uh, the same since the injury, and uh, that that also no. shows last night. But this was also showing in the Brighton game because the if Roberto had done that, he'd be getting. <laughs> You know, he would have got pelters, wouldn't he? Getting people turn up at his house like the Man United owner. Um, <laughs> you know, Roberto is the worst goalkeeper ever I've seen for West Ham, and he's gone now, and he probably won't play again. Definitely won't. But it's too many goalkeeping errors this season, and like I said, when you're two 0 up, you need to get the next goal. And it's just a nightmare start um, in a game you have to win gifting them goals like that. Obama could do nothing about it. It's a pathetic punch. If you're going to come for the ball, catch it. I've noticed that a lot about Fabianski lately. He always punches the ball, never wants to catch it. I understand that you know, sometimes he doesn't have a choice, but sometimes lately, there's situations where the ball's come towards him and he's punched it when he can easily catch it. So, yeah, Brighton get a goal back. We're all like, here we go. And then, you know, they started... Coming to, uh, they started like, you know, up in their game, and then we get a corner, and then all of a sudden, bang, with three one up, Snodgrass smashes it, big deflection goes in, you take it, you three one up when you probably didn't deserve to be at the run of play at the time, but that's a bit of luck because we got both Snodgrass's goals with big deflections, and when you're yeah, down like right. we are, you need to take the, all the luck you can get. Uh, hey, Dom, Dom, just a quick yes or no. Is is Snodgrass our hammer of the year right now if the season ends today? I don't even know who, who I'll give hammer of the year, to be honest, because I don't think anyone's really been that yeah. outstanding. I think, with all due respect, we, we, we've had some good, like, there, there are some good players in that squad who've had some good moments this season, but I just think right now, it's the best of a bad bunch, to be honest yeah. with you. Um, personally, I'd give it to Ogbonna. Yeah, I think I'd um, give it to Ogbonna. There's been a lot of lot of talk um, that he's been sort of hammer of the, the year so far. I agree. Um, yeah. I think since Moyes has come back, he's not really been as good as he has been this season. But, you know, I thought we was all right last night. I can't really fault the defending last night. It's usually usually the defending is well, it's been our biggest issue this season, along with mentality to uh, hold on to leads. But I thought we defended really well last night, given we're up against, in my opinion, the best team in the world. Because yeah. we conceded three at the end of the day, but I just think it was all goalkeepers' fault, not the defence. But yeah, back to the Brighton game. Um, that that game was to do with defence big time. Um, yeah, that second that was, goal was just absolutely atrocious. Second, yeah, that's it. I'm, I'm just, I was just I was trying to think there for a minute. Yeah, it was yeah. when, it was when uh, Diop headed it to Fabianski, but not hard enough. Mm. Yeah, well, he doesn't need to do it. And believe it or not, I, I used to play football um, and I was a defender. And I hate bad defending. Even when I watch, when I watch football, even when it's not where it's at, when I watch it on the telly, when I do my ground hopping, when I you know I go to a lot of random games, and I see bad defending, it annoys me because it's basics. Now, 
as a footballer at any level, if you can't do the basics, you, you're going to struggle. We're in the Premier League, the top level, the best league in the world. Financially, probably apart from this season in terms of entertainment. And you can't defend like that and expect to get away with it. Issa Diop is, for me, not worth the £50 million he's been touted for. Um, would you sell him then? Better. Yeah. Right. I would sell him. I know he scored, I know, I know he got a goal last night and he played well, but I think, I think so, uh, part of me thinks that he don't want to be here, to be honest. Yeah. Hmm. So if someone uh, did come young, in with an offer of 50 million, you'd take it? He's a young lad. Yeah. He's a young lad. He's French, obviously, so, and they've got some good defenders, France, so he's going to want to push all he can to get into that national team. He will never fulfil his potential at West Ham. No way. Yep. He will never, ever fulfil his potential at West Ham. Um, but that goal against Brighton, it, it, a lot of people are actually blaming Masuaku. Um, now, I blame Moyes for putting for, for changing the system, literally with 15 minutes to go, 3-1 up. I don't understand why he had to do that when... We were perfectly fine. We, were, we had them in our grasp. I think we, could, we should have probably put it to bed with a fourth goal um, before Moyes made the changes because I think Antonio had a chance. But we, we, we've had a lot of problems this season. Goalkeeping mistakes have buggered us. Defensive mistakes have buggered us. And we're not clinical enough. We don't create enough. So basically, we ain't good enough this season because those obviously are the four things you need to do well. It's that in, in football. Um, yeah. So, yeah, like, uh, people are blowing Masuaku. It weren't the best of clearances, but, you know, it's come off the Brighton player. The ball's going nowhere. I mean, there's two things to do. Smash it away or just let the goalkeeper come for it. It's <laughs> laughable. Absolutely laughable what happened there. There's probably what, it's definitely one of the worst comical goals I've seen. Um yeah, same yes, here. And, and that probably sums up how our season's gone. Yeah. Yeah. So after the Brighton match, I know you said that we were doomed, we were relegated. Um, was it was it simply because of the result drawing Brighton, or was it sort of the way that it all came about, losing the lead, the two goal lead twice? It's the way. It's the way, Justin. Um, because. Everyone knew we had to win that game, and you know oh, we've played it now. But then the next two after that were Man City and Liverpool, and we, you know, duly lost those as we expected. So we need wins. I think it's I think it's six wins all season. We've yeah. not won since New Year's Day, so we're we're now on course for. I think we would we would have just if we win on Saturday, we would have just about avoided going winless for two months because the yeah. next one obviously will be the 1st of March. Um, that's a must-win as well, big time. Yeah. Southampton, that's a must-win. And, and again, Definitely. I do think, yeah, I, I think the bright, uh, Liverpool's given me a little bit of hope the game last night, but if we can't take it into other games, it's just like, right. it's pointless. But the, the, the Brighton game, the, the reason I said we're doomed it's because, like you said, the way we threw it away, 
2 0 up at half time, giving them a yeah. goal straight away in the second mm. half, then going 3 1 up, getting getting a bit of good luck and controlling the game up until the 76th minute and then the folding. And do you know what? In the end, we were lucky to get out of the draw. Yeah. Had, that, had that game gone on for another five minutes, Brian would have yeah. the way they were playing and pressing us. So who do you think actually should ultimately take responsibility for the Brighton game, Dom? Should it be the players or should it be Moisey? I think it should be the defence and Moyes because Moyes right. changed the system when he didn't need to. Yeah. Tactically, Moyes is horrific. Tactically, he's the worst manager. Yeah. Not, not of all time, but one of the worst. And probably overall. I mean, I don't like yeah. it. I'm not a fan. Yeah. I think he's been very poor, and, and especially I think that that lack of tactical knowledge really showed in the Man City match. The way he set up for that, I mean, so negative, um, and our play sort of reflected that. Just very negative. Didn't look like we were going to to score at all, or even I challenge. I didn't watch City. the Man City game at all, to be honest with you. I mean, I was going, I was going way up to the original one and they got called off and then you know Sky and the Premier League and our weak-minded club decide to like oh let's just put it on a weeknight with no no time for fans to re- rearrange their like dates to get off work so I didn't really I didn't see any of the Man City game but um, from what I gather it weren't free and it was just predictably boring you know didn't even try and attempt to attack them a few people saying it weren't as bad but just probably because we only lost 2-0 let's be honest the City wanted to get five or six they would have just up to oh yeah that scoreline no, flattered us for definitely. sure yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I, G- I, like, I personally think that from the, the, the City game he must have told them just don't attack him mm. he's but, got to have done because I watched it and it was it was, it was they I mean we're not good enough to do it but it seemed like all he wanted to do was just soak up the pressure soak up the pressure and then try and hit them on the mm. counter, if we could. Well, we haven't got the players to do that. You need speed to it, people on the counter attack. Yeah, but 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 then you look at last night. Liverpool are better than City. Well, this season, I mean, overall, I can't really compare the two, but definitely this season, and we attacked them. We scored two goals. We we're winning the game uh, uh, until you know the goalkeeper makes two two more bad errors. Mm. And you know what? I think we're very unfortunate to lose. And, you know, mm. that, that just proves no matter who you're up against, if you attack teams, you know, it, it pays off sometimes. But we were attacking last night rather than the City game where we were just trying to soak it up and then, like, surprise attack them almost, just hitting them on, on you know, on the counter. Yeah, but we don't have the players to hit teams on the counter. Exactly. And I think that was the problem for the City game. Hmm. But but again, like if you if you play the city game like you did last night, no doubt we would have probably got a goal at least. Or, mm. or mm. You know. but indeed, I think I, I do think um, you know, a lot a lot of the play we do at the moment is set piece. Yeah, because obviously when they when they went when Liverpool went one 0 up last night. I think everyone was expecting, oh, here we go. I mean, it's just a matter of how many. Mm. And, you know, I wasn't, I, 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 I have to admit, I, I thought that. But I was very impressed with the way we responded. You go on, you go on away to the best team in the world, you're 1-0 down after 10 minutes. 
and uh, the confidence is low. You're all being touted to get an absolute hide in. Mm. And uh, so I'm just reading that uh, comment from oh. Kent Hannah. I agree Sorry, with him. Tom. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's right. He's right. And you thought yeah. a bit. Saturday is do or die. But I'll just I'll get on to that after I've just finished talking about the Liverpool game. The way we responded to get a goal straight away was impressive. Um, they're obviously working on corners in training because a lot of our corners last night were, were, were big balls in. I think Van Dyke was struggling, best defender in the world. And he was he was struggling, and Liverpool were unsettled. I mean, I, I, I was saying after the game that was by far Liverpool's toughest game of the season. They've won uh, how many games? We've played twenty six out of twenty seven. I dropped two points all season, mm. and I think they were very fortunate um, not to drop any more last night. Yeah. But that Southampton game, as the chap just said in the comments, is huge. Um, yeah, yeah, must win. You, 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 we we need to look at these teams um, and just we uh, like but them types and just we have to win because you could argue City and Liverpool are free hits. Yeah, and taking you back to the City game, Dom. Do you think the the, the change of fixture? Because of the weather, wasn't it? It was storm, whatever it was. Was it Kiara? Kiara, yeah. Do you, think, do you think the change of the fixture unsettled the team? No. Because they, they would have already travelled up as well, wouldn't they? Because it was well, cooled off so late. been up the night before, but I don't think... I, I, don't, I, I, I don't see how that could have affected them because they got extra time, they got extra time off for it. Yeah. They had more, a lot more time to prepare, and then it probably affected. If any team was going to be affected, it would have been Man City because they had the, you know, the, the news about the Champions League ban looming over them. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, they, they, they've got to play um, a lot of fixtures now. They're, they're in the Champions League against Real Madrid this week, tonight or tomorrow. So it was, and they, and you see their game get postponed. And then rearrange for a week later when their fixture can uh, when their fixtures are already congested. They're probably mm. thinking, "This is uh, we don't need this." So if anyone was going to be affected, it was going to be them and not us. So I don't think the postponement had any effect on the team whatsoever. But what do you think about the the winter break in February? What are your thoughts on the on the first winter break? It's a load of rubbish. It's a load of rubbish. It's a cash cow for TV. Because if you if you notice, they've in theory it's a whole game week split across two weeks. That's what it is. Um, I think it was the first week. Um, I think like it was the teams played. Brighton, and you had us and Sheffield United on. Well, supposed to be us the next day. So so they split it across two weeks. You had a Friday game. Right. Uh, the second week you had the Saturdays and Sundays and you had the Monday last Monday with Chelsea Man United every single one of those games was on TV every single one so they've managed to benefit by streaming not streaming screening um, all the live matches from a single game week on Sky and BT Mm -hmm. so it's a cash cow it's a cash cow I'm not that I don't think honestly when it's not a winter break you can't call it a winter break when 
they just split it up into two halves. The winter break is what the German league does. They have like what a month off in Christmas. Mm. That's a winter break. I don't. I are don't you in, Are you in favour of a winter break, Dom? No, you know. I, I think it's unnecessary. I mean, because of the winter break. All the FA Cup ties, I mean, you know, we're out of the FA Cup, but if we were, it would just be even more rubbish. FA Cup ties are all midweek. That's not football. It's always yeah. weekends. Like, it's, 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 just an, it's just another cash cow for the, um, for the TV. And if, if a winter break would be, if, you, if, you, if there's going to be a winter break, stop the Premier League for a month. Yeah. Well, that's, I, I actually thought that perhaps uh, if they put it a month earlier in January... Because we have a fixture congestion over Christmas and New Year, don't we? Mm. And then play that 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 game on the Saturday immediately following New Year, and then just shut it all down for two weeks. Complete shutdown of the Premier League for two weeks. Yeah, because that will don't also then that. don't forget that you have got FA Cup in January as well. So that's true. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. But no, I agree with you. It, it just it's it, it's a, they they. The, 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 the bosses call it a winter break, like the, the, the Skies, the BTs, the Premier League Chiefs. It's a cash cow. Mm. It's a cash cow for TV money. That's what it is. Because every single one of those games were on the TV. But then our game gets called off. And what they should have done was put it on the Saturday or the Sunday because they're saying this all, oh, we can't put it on this day because it's in the winter break. But then on the 19th, last week was technically still winter break. Yeah. So the only reason they didn't put it on the weekend, which would have been the sensible thing to do and a hell of a lot easier for, you know, supporters, especially away supporters, was because if they did, they wouldn't have been able to put it on the telly. So they move it to a weeknight where there's a free Sky TV slot to show it on the telly. Cash cow. Mm. Mm. So they had to show it on, on TV because that was what the original... Yeah. Contract said it, mm. it needed to be. Hmm. I didn't even think of that to be honest. Hmm. Well, going to the Liverpool game, I know we we talked about it a little bit at the start. Um, obviously, a game where we expected expected nothing from it. I think every single West Ham fan uh, thought that. Um, and as you even mentioned, nine minutes in, I think it was why scores uh, a. a a pretty savable goal to be fair. Um, but then uh, we respond just a few minutes later. Did you, did you think at that? I know you thought that we'd still lose, but I'm sure you at least appreciated the, the fight. Yeah. I was just saying, I was impressed with the, um, the way we responded straight away. And it was tactically, it was a good tactical goal because it obviously it's come from a colder. Um, and it looked like something we were working on in training's paid off. Um, I had to mute my celebrations because things aren't the same anymore with the VAR because ever since the Sheffield United game <laughs> I, you know, I just can't bring myself to celebrate a goal properly anymore and that's it's sad it's sad but yeah. Liverpool who you know always have VAR go for them but apart from last night but no it was good it was good and they didn't really trouble us at all after that, I thought you know, Fabianski made a decent save from Salah. Um, they could reopen really us up. Like I said, we defended really well last night. Dom, yeah. can I just take you back briefly to the, the corner? Um, I was listening to it on Radio 5, and the commentator was, was trying to explain 
the the shape that Snodgrass was making when he was hitting the ball. Mm. Did you see that at all? Was no. it? No. no, I was down. I was down the other end of the pitch. All oh, right, because right. he, he was he was saying he's never seen a, a player take a corner and actually contort his body into to such a weird shape to be able to get the the, the whip of the the, the cross in. Mm. No, I did. I didn't. I didn't notice that. I'm afraid. Um, oh, right. But he's good. I'll, he's I'll have a look at it on the highlights. Yeah. So, Dom, um, obviously going into halftime 1-1, you'd take that any day of the week. And then puts it on four nows. Granted, it wasn't really Moise's choice. He was sort of forced into doing that with the, with the Susick injury. Um, but, hey, look, five, ten minutes later, I think it was, the man scores. Um, thoughts on you – know, we talked about Moise and his – lack of tactical acumen earlier where has Fornals been and 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 will he do you think start playing more given his performance yesterday well this is I'm not a fan of David Moyes um, I wasn't a fan when he was first year I wasn't a fan when he was reappointed I've not been a fan of how his second spell's gone so far it doesn't help his calls by leaving Fornals out now Fornals has taken a while to get going granted Right. Um, a lot of the time, like up until I think up until the Chelsea away game, he he was very poor. Um, I remember, you know, most games, you know, I'd, t- I'd turn around and say, "Amarshi, twenty-seven million for him for what? That's all right for what? Do you know what I mean?" And it, it takes time, obviously, for foreign players to come and um, settle. And but I think. Nowadays, football fans are very impatient um, because you see a lot of players come in and just hit the ground running straight away. And I think when other teams sign players from foreign leagues, they don't hit the ground running. They they start a panic. Um, but no, he, he he got an assist in the Chelsea game for Cresswell's winner. And it was solid. I think he, 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 con- he, he got a few goals. Um, he... The way he scores, he, he always seems to arrive in the box perfect timing. He, he can finish well, like the goal last night and the yeah. Leicester goal. And obviously, before Pellegrini was sacked, he was our best player. Um, he was the only one who could really create stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only one who could literally probably unlock defences. He, he'd chip in with a goal and, a, and an assist or two. The Southampton go, uh, game, he assisted the winner for Haller as well, which was a big, big win. Um and then Moyes comes in, and I think I think he did. I don't know if he started against Bournemouth, um, and he was obviously sub against Gillingham, came on and scored. And then after that, Moyes prefers Lanzini. Now, I can understand yeah. that in a, to an extent because Moyes worked with Lanzini in his first spell. And Lanzini was absolutely superb that season. He was yeah. absolutely brilliant. And this yeah. was obviously before he'd done his knee ligaments for Argentina. And you could argue Lanzini, he's not been great this season, but injuries have that mental as well, uh, physical as well as mental effect on players. So right. he's, he's not been the same. But even that said... Four now should four now should be in in, in head of Lanzini, and 
he was bringing them on too little too late. I think uh, the Sheffield United game in January, uh, had he brought four nails on 10, 20 minutes earlier, we would score a goal that counted. Um, but it's you know he's, we, we call him Dithering Dave. He makes subs too late. <laughs> yeah. Make the obvious tactical um, what was the word? Tactical change. And let's be honest, Fornells only come on because Suchet was injured, right? Which was a big, big blow because I thought Suchet was before he went off was our best player. Yeah, yeah. he makes such a difference. That midfield covers so much ground. Gets stuck in all the time, and now he's going to be injured. Yeah, he's, he's, got, he's been a good he's, signing, but yeah, he looked like his hamstring gone. So that's um, uh, I was I was reading this morning. He's out for the season. Month out. So um, well, you said what's that? I was reading this morning. He's out for the rest of the season. Goes to you. Yeah, I don't know how how accurate that that report is. Obviously, I mean, it could you know, but where'd you see it? Um, I don't know when I got up this morning and I checked my, both my Facebook and my Twitter it was on either one of those I don't have, no, don't know how reliable the source was Um, don't know how accurate yeah, so it, it's, it's unreliable it's because yeah. that's, that's just typical West Ham you signed a you sign midfielder you've badly badly needed for years he has yeah. a few games gets injured for the rest of the season we're cursed the club is cursed hmm hmm so, Dom, the rest of the Liverpool match, though, uh, obviously go up 2-1 with Fornals, and then um, and you have the mistake by Fabianski, uh, probably his worst mistake mistake in a West Ham uniform. Um, and then who scored for them last? Was it Mane? Mane, no, 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 yeah. To be fair, I mean, yep. when we went 2-1 up, we deserved it, I think. Oh, absolutely. Second half, we come out with a much better team. But then, uh, you know, Liverpool were shook. They were shook. You could hear the crowd lights. You could hear the crowd get very unsettled. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I think the whole country was shocked that, you know, we were (laughs) I know. I know the commentators on Radio 5 couldn't believe it. Mm. I'm gonna. I'm Joe. I, I like Radio Fire Long. I think I'm gonna play it back after I finish talking to you guys and uh, yeah. listen to it myself because I think they're they're really good coverage. But I mean, me and my mates were going mental in the uh, in the away end. I mean, we couldn't quite believe. It. I was just stood there like with my hands. Me, it's like what is going on? I was like laughing in disbelief. And in the back of my mind, I was like, all right, all right, all right. A draw was certainly a good result. If we managed to pull up a win, like, could you imagine? But oh, as I said to you know, as as, as I said to Marcia at halftime, Liverpool always find a way to win. Yeah, and they've been so lucky as well. This they that that they are a world class, the best team in the world at the moment, in my opinion. But they get so much luck as well, and I think both their go- the, the the other two goals were luck because obviously Fabianski's made the mistake for the second. Um, and we were all like gutted, yeah. But it, yeah, it, I, I saw Salah running towards it, and I immediately thought goal. But he sort of scuffed the shot, and he's going straight to Fabianski. And then, oh no, it's gone behind him and gone in. You know, you can see clear error. Shouldn't be letting that in. Great keeper, Fabianski, but that's 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 inexcusable, especially when 
we've worked so hard to get to this point. Two one up with twenty two minutes to go against the best team in the world away from home Monday night. But then, you know, I think after that went in, we all knew what was coming. But before that, we could have gone three to up because Antonio had that chance when it fell to him and right. couldn't control the ball. Um, when when Moyes bought to... when Moyes bought Haller on, do you think that was the the right move to make? Should should he have bought a, a, another defender on, tightened it up at the back? No, no, because. That that uh, that three five that that five of the back system is horrific. I can't stand it. Especially, it, uh, it only works right when you know what you're doing and you've actually got defend. Like I said, we defended well last night. Don't get me wrong, but I think you can only really play that system comfortably if you're consistently good at defending. And when I talk about consistently good, I'm talking about clean sheets on, on the bounce for five, right. six games. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And um, I think with, uh, if you put Creswell at wing back up against Salah, Creswell's obviously got to come out, come out further and it, would, it wouldn't have worked. So Anderson was the player to come off. Again, yeah. uh, and um, I think it should have been Bowen to be honest to come in for for Anderson. That's what that Ken Hammers just said. Was, uh, yeah, wasn't. I agree. But the trouble with Anderson was was crap. Um, yeah. Now Haller Haller is a bit of a flop for me. Um, I don't think we've. I, I, I don't think we we played to his strengths, which obviously doesn't help the bloke. But I think he does himself no favours. I just think he looks lethargic and lazy. He's got no pace. Um, but again, like he had that chance when he was running through. He had just Van Dyke in front of him. All he had to do was go across the keeper, shot straight at him. It's just tame, tame finishing. But I agree, Bowen. Bowen should have got a go as well. Um, yeah, not clinical enough. But at the end of the day, I think Moyes was right to sub Anderson off because overall Anderson was poor. But second half, he looks all right. You know, and I he thought he was cool. playing well defensively. As, he was. As he, well. he was. Yeah. He was playing well. And then, you know, it's just like what, we, it's what we go back to Dither and Dave. But you could argue if he's putting Haller on another striker, he probably want to go for the win, which you know. We right. criticise Moyes for not going for wins, so you know he, he can't really win to be fair in that situation. But I don't think that's to blame for the defeat. I just I, I think it's more to do with Liverpool always finding a way to win and Fabianski yeah. letting us down. Dom, I wanted to to talk to you about the the show by the fans at Liverpool. Um, didn't see a whole lot. Uh, on TV here, uh, we did see the black balloons, some banners as well. Um, what were your thoughts on the display by the fans? I thought, uh, from, by all accounts, it seems like they they did a great job at at showing uh, their disdain for for the board. That's good. It's good to see. Um, it, it was obviously we all knew it, we we knew what was going to happen. Uh, with the black balloons, there were loads everywhere. I mean, my mate Gary, he blew up the biggest balloon I've ever seen. 
you, you know when you know when women go into labour and they sit and bounce a little ball shoe. Seriously, if he, if, he, if, he, if he went to the local hospital in Liverpool and donated that, they would have taken that because he blew up the biggest big balloon I've seen because there were these big ones getting handed out and it was just so bouncy and it was just like you know, smacking it around the concourse. They wouldn't, Liverpool students wouldn't let us take it into the stand. Fantastic. I thought the protests were, were good and they were needed and they got a lot of recognition because... You saw the black balloons go flying everywhere, banners coming out everywhere, which was good. People finally, you know, I'd, I'd say people finally starting to see what's going on, but they, they were processed two years ago. And then they acted in the summer, a bit of an average season. But then because we, we sort of gave them, as fans, you know, that there was not much criticism towards them last season. They'd just gone back to the right ways, you know, we're not having it. And uh, rightly so, the protests are coming out. And the difference is this time, their friends in the media have left them, you know, just abandoned them. Yep. And talking about in the media, I mean, I know there was the whole thing with, with Sky and Sky had to apologize. But you also have like David Gold liking tweets that he just shouldn't be liking. Um, tweets, you know, essentially saying that all there, there's all these West Ham fans that love the board and think the board are doing great. I mean, o- overall, like, is it really just going to come down to the fact that West Ham fans are not going to let up until they get out of the club? Of course, because whilst they're at this club, we're going nowhere and we're going to get worse. It's, 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 a, it's, a, it's an illness, uh, they, they, they're, they're an illness that they're, um, they make them, they make the club ill. Then they're completely destroyed a match day experience for some supporters. People don't enjoy going anymore. This may be home games. I enjoyed the game last night. It was a good, it was a good day out. Um, but you know, it's, it's, it's just the stuff they've done is unforgivable. That's the bottom line. I mean. There's so many things um, that they've done which you would never, ever see at any other club. Um, where else would you see? I mean, Ed Woodward has come under a lot of criticism for the way he runs Man United from everywhere. BBC, I see I see pundits on Match of the Day like Alan Shearer and... Uh, uh, the, the Jermaine Genus and the like, all, all talking about Ed Woodward, um, Sky especially because you got more more Man United um, darlings on Sky than you like Neville, Roy Keane and the like, and yeah, they criticise Ed Woodward's run of the club. You, you don't <clears> see Man United go to Sky Sports demanding an apology and force them to say we apologise for this, blah 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 blah. We apologise for that. Do you know what it is as well? It's the utmost bollocks that they're talking, investing in the training ground. That training ground's shit. I've, I, I, live, I live about 10 minutes away from a sports centre where it's literally a Sunday, not, it's literally just a sports centre where you can have a kickabout on an AstroTurf. Better facilities there than Rush yeah. Green. Rush yeah. Green is horrific. And they're saying we've invested all this into the training ground. We've broke our record signing. Yeah, yeah, we broke our record signing. 
what have you done with the rest of the money? You've recouped it, leaving the squad thin, uh, just to recoup a bit more money for yourselves. And that's what people don't understand. And this is what annoys me. They believe they the, the own, their own rubbish they're chatting, saying we wouldn't be in the Premier League if it, yeah, we weren't at London Stadium. We've struggled more at the London Stadium Three out of the four seasons we've been there, then you know, I yeah. can remember it up some parts to be honest with you. Yeah, it's we've just, been in relegation battle after relegation battle. Yeah, it's just it's just absolute they believe their own hype, they believe their own shit they're saying, they've completely lost all one would money. say they're delusional. They just don't care. Yeah, yeah. Two, two, two years ago we we we, we, went, we went up to Wigan in the FA Cup. Um League One at the time, Wigan. And we played a weak team, which, you know, we again, same old story. Barely any players. Squad was down to bare bones, having to rely on washed up, uh, what's the word, fringe players who aren't good enough. Mm. Got completely outplayed, didn't try anything, didn't even have a shot on target against Wigan, lost 2-0 deservedly. After the game, we saw David Gold David Sullivan. We confronted them, we gave them a few home truths. My mate Marshy, came face to face with David Sullivan you know and said about signing a midfielder and gave John Joe Shelby's example Sullivan yeah. says he's useless and then Shelby's coming coming back this season <laughs> it's a free kick yeah to win for Newcastle and that same day uh, of the weekend game I turned around to go and said you don't care and he it touched a nerve because he he just went mad. Like, he was like, don't you dare say I don't care. How dare you? How dare you? And like, I'm just like, if you care, you wouldn't be doing the terrible things you've done. You've lost all morality. You've lost all care for the club. Just set up and go. If you care, yeah. you can just leave. Yeah. Well, what, are the, what are the chances of that happening, in your opinion? I think it's going to happen soon. I think it's going to happen soon. Because like next five years soon? Next... Two I years think, soon? I, I think the next 18 months. Really? Do you I really? Think, I think next season will be the final season, hopefully, with them. Because I think the, pro, the, the process of breaking them, the process of breaking them, uh, like I said, they've got less friends in the media now. They're finally being exposed to, um, you know, what, what, what the horrible vermin people they are. And they're old. Well, Brady isn't, but Golden Sullivan are. They're old. Yeah. So maybe I think probably it's not doing their health any good either for old yeah. chaps like yeah. And they probably need to, they have to take a step back. But, well, I think the day can, they get out of the club. I think can, I, I ask, can I ask you something, Dom? With, with all this, this uh, negativity towards and coming from the board, and the narcissism and the, the delusion that's coming out, particularly from Sullivan, uh, and the poor performances from the team, from a manager who, let's be honest, is behind the curve at best and, and incompetent at worst. How do you personally find the motivation to keep dragging yourself up and down the country week in, week out? I hate missing games. I just hate missing games. I've missed three games this season and I feel like I'm slacking because I've missed only one game in the past three seasons and it was two the year before that and a 
few more the year before that. I'm slacking uh, by my standards. And I just don't like missing games because the, the, the thing is, it's become like, it's become like a sort of cult thing, if you know mm-hmm. what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like, because I've made so many friends over at West Ham, if they go and I'm not going, I just feel like I have to go because they're going. It's what we do. That's why, really. And, you know, what else are you going to do on a Saturday? I've got, I've paid for my, I've got my season ticket to the rest of the season. And I paid, I paid for that last year. I mean, it's just a waste of money. So, how many more, how many more kicks in the bollocks are you going to take before you do actually say enough's enough? It's not about kicks in the bollocks because, you know, as West Ham fans, we're probably used to disappointment. It'll be... I don't want to say it in case I jinx it, but if Sullivan's sons end up taking over the club, that'll be it for me. Right, right. Because I can't... Those those two boys, horrible jumps up little rats. (laughs) <laughs> they are there. They, they, I'll tell you something right they are their father's sons alright they are their father's son um, and you notice now the women's team are struggling a bit under investment who's in charge Jack Sullivan yeah. so Sullivan yeah. it runs in the blood scum horrible horrible people moving on to the to the Southampton match Dom um I think I think it's a must win. I think we all we all agree on that. Um, y- you mentioned before that after the Brighton match, due to the way that we bottled it, um, you, you had no hope. We, you thought we'd be relegated, but you did allude to the fact that our performance yesterday did give you a bit of confidence. Mm. Um, so that all being said, obviously, if we lose or even draw, I think, again, we're, we're all on, on the same page that we're probably going down. Um, but what if we win? Will that instill hope back in you? Will, will you start believing again that we could we could potentially stay up? Every game's a must-win from now until the end of the season. Um, what, we got 11 games left? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah so 11, 11 cup finals. Eleven cup finals, but but let's let's be honest. I mean, after the Southampton match, that string of I think four games: uh, Arsenal, Wolves, Spurs, Chelsea. I mean, how many of those are we really gonna? I mean, if we can get a point, if we can get two points from that four from those four, that would be great. So that's why I even think Southampton's more well, so. Cool, but, that, but, that, but, that, but that's exactly why it's a must-win, right? Just like the Brighton game. After the Brighton game, my next two are Man City and Liverpool. City, Liverpool. It's, it's pivotal. You, it's pivotal. We've got to win these games. And, of course, if we win, we can find ourselves out of the bottom three. So, you know, th- th- there will be that hope. But we have to take last night's performance into this game. And if we don't, it's just pointless. Just yeah. completely pointless. I mean, it's no good turning up against big teams and... Put, uh, like put, uh, getting points if you can't do it against the lesser teams because it's more important to win against the teams around you so they stop getting points because for the first time in a, for the, I think for the first time since we've been dragged into this dogfight this weekend results went against us uh, went, went for us sorry went for us, yeah. form of Villa um, Watford all lost 
Yeah. And we, 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 we all knew we weren't going to take advantage because it was Liverpool. But for 20 minutes or so last night, there was a very big possibility we'd be able to um, get something. And you know, I've just seen the comment from the bloke there, the London derbies. And you know what? You look at the Tottenham and Chelsea and you think, you know what, we'll probably turn up because we always play well against them. Yeah. We always t- we'll probably turn up and get some in there. We beat Chelsea early on this season away. We could, we, it's proven we can beat Chelsea. Tottenham, we went there and won last season. The only omen for me is last time we won at Stamford Bridge before this season, we were relegated. And we also did the dub way with Chelsea that season as well. So if we you know, if we beat Chelsea oh, twice the season and go down, I mean, could you imagine? But um, <sighs> I did not know that. Also, in that running, we've got Watford at home. We've got Burnley at home. Winning yeah. the game. Yeah. Villa on the last day of the season is going to be huge. I mean, if someone if someone offered me right now, if you uh, uh, if if someone offered me a situation where we'd have to beat Villa to stay up right now, we could just fast forward to that day, I'll take it. I'll take yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, I would, I would too. It's in your own hands. Because right now, we're in the bottom three. It's out of our hands in a minute. Yeah. Right. Right. It could come to that as well. Yeah, I'll, I hope it much. doesn't, but it could do. I'll, I'll, I'll be, I'll be extremely surprised if we're safe before the last game of the season. Extremely surprised. I said, uh, to be fair though, I said this um, two seasons ago. We we're really, really struggling, and I thought we, I thought we would go down that season because we conceded so many goals. We had Moyes then. You know, we wouldn't attack teams. We wouldn't win enough games. I don't think we won back-to-back that season either. And uh, it got to a point where I turned around and said, if we're not safe, if we're safe, sorry, before the final game, I'll be surprised. And, you know, luckily enough, we went to Leicester the penultimate weekend and we won and that kept us up in the end. So the trouble is this season as well is the, the league's so tight. I mean, if we if we get two wins in the next two games or... Well, potentially, well, even three, even if we're lucky, very lucky, I'll say, we'll, we'll find ourselves well clear. I mean, look at Southampton. I think when we beat them in December, we went with six points ahead of them. And now they're, what, top off? I don't know how many mm. points clear of us they are, but I think it might be about... I think they're 10 points ahead of us. Yeah, there you go, then. There you go. I wouldn't have imagined that when we beat them back in December. And fast forward two months, they're now 10 points ahead of us, like you said. And yeah. Just shows what how tight this league can be it's not been a very good Premier League season for me in terms of quality I just think just that anyone that bottom half's in trouble yeah just getting the table up as we speak yeah me too it just seems Southampton are 10 points ahead of us yeah I, I was messaging Dom this earlier. You know, I've I've started watching West Ham in the fourteen fifteen season, so I have not seen a relegation. Um, I've been through a couple relegation battles, as we alluded to earlier, um, but this season just seems a bit different. Um, with with everything that's going on around the club, also some of the performances, games that 
you know, I, I feel like in the, in the two seasons, the first two seasons of the Wanda Stadium when we had a relegation battle, we'd always seem to get the result that we needed to when we really needed it, when our backs up were against the wall. And, and this season, it's just, those results just aren't coming. It just seems... It just seems like a bit too far out of reach this season from two guys that have experienced relegation before. Would you agree with that? Yeah. But you know what as well? Because last season was probably the only, the first seat, well, it was the only season that I understand we've not been involved in a relegation. Yeah. We'll probably give ourselves a little bit of like, I think the whole club literally had a bit of a breather for that season. Because we lost the first four and we thought, here we go again. And then yeah. we, we managed to get some points. We just weren't very consistent that season. We played some good stuff, but we just struggled so physically. And like I said, we had a bit of a breather that season in terms of like relegation fights and negativity. But this season, you know, it's, it's just back to square one. And it, it just shows we haven't learned as a club. And that's <clears> why it just seems, it, it seems worse. Steve, what do you think? This has the feel to me of uh, way back, way back. I mean, I'm talking sort of back in the 80s um, when we we had some good teams, but for some when we had the good players, but for some reason we were yo-yoing up and down, and it got to the point where uh, this was pre-seating as well on the terraces. Um, we were making our own entertainment because it was so shit on the pitch. Mm. Um, but on paper, it shouldn't have been. Well, and, and it has a similar sort of feel. That. If, if, if game was played on paper, if football was played on paper, you know, we probably wouldn't even be anywhere near relegation fights. But Mate. I think I think the trouble is as well, we've got far too many mercenaries in the team. Yeah. Far yeah. too many mercenaries. Yeah. People, players, you know, Players are on big money when they shouldn't be, like Carlos Sanchez, who just doesn't perform at all. Um, I'll I, I, I go as far as I say, Hal is a mercenary as well. Forty-five million spent, and I think most of the time he just doesn't look interested. Lanzini no. at the minute, mercenary, doesn't. I mean, I, I, I made a point about his injury earlier, but he's not. He's not even close to showing anything about what he used to be. That's the trouble, though. You can have good players. You can have good players on paper, but they need to have the right attitude because it's no good having 11 mercenaries in your team. No. Which, which, uh, a question came up in the chat. Uh, I want to stick up here. What did you make of that, Dom? Well, from last night. I guess so, yeah. I guess that's what he means. I'll start four nails. Yeah. Obviously, Susek's not going to play, is he? He's in, yeah, that's that's enforced. Yep. I'd start four hours because you know he's he's come. Dither and Dave don't rate him apparently, but he's come on and within ten minutes he scored for a goal. Mm. So it's a it's a no brainer. But you watch him start Lanzini. Um, it's just a big blow. Susek's out. It's really <laughs> pissed me off that as because he's like I said, he, he makes a difference in midfield. He covers so much ground and he just you know he, he, he's getting in tackles with which we don't do usually, and now he's out. I mean, it's, it's a big, big blow. Um, what would you do up top, Dom? Antonio. The trouble is, it's so frustrating because Antonio, um, he's, he's good, but 
he doesn't know what to do in the final third. I mean, he gets he does all the hard work, but then you find himself running with just one more defender to beat. He just runs straight into him. It's what happened last night. Um, I'll tell you what, in, I, I keep in Gagia in the team. Now. I thought he was excellent last night. Definitely. Young and Gagia. Yeah, That's, definitely. He's played two games oh, this yeah. season, both against Liverpool. He's not looked out of place at all. Good player. Definitely, Indeed. Definitely, yeah, definitely, I agree. Yeah, definitely our first choice right back, I'd say, say from, from what I've seen. Keep giving him more game time. I mean, all this, you know, they need more game time. Give it to them and then you'll see. Give him game time. See how good he is. There you go. Um, I was glad. I, I, I was glad there was no five at the back rubbish last night. I don't agree with. I don't think that formation suits us at all. So I thought Presswell was good last night. I think in, 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 in central defence, Presswell's horrific. He really is. But left mm. back, you know, in his natural position. Again, he's inconsistent. But you know, when he's on it, he's on it. He was good last night. Obviously, we've got to make changes in the midfield with no Susek. So I'll probably start Rice and Noble in the midfield and put four nows in number 10. And then you've got the wingers. I'd start Bowen. Definitely start Bowen over Anderson. Yeah, I'd agree with that for sure. I definitely would start Bowen. Uh, Anderson just hasn't really... He's looked a shell of himself this season, to be to be honest. No, he hasn't. He's, and I called this last season as well... Um, to be honest, he um, he was good last season, but he could have been better, in my opinion. He was very streaky last year. Yeah, I think, I think the whole of 2019, yeah, he was very good for the first half of the season, but I think he scored one goal mm. um, for the whole of the second half of the season. in twenty. There's one goal in 2019, the whole of 2019, right. actually. League yeah. goal, I think he scored in the FA Cup as well. Um, but he was terrible. I mean... He done all right on on uh, Moise's first game in the Bournemouth win. He got a goal, which I thought would have boosted his confidence. But again, he just he's weak. weak. He's so weak. Um, he bottles out of a lot of challenges, and I just think yeah. I just don't think he deserves to be starting. I think if you spend twenty million on a really highly rated youngster like Bowen, you got to start him. Not bringing on with ten minutes to go is just pathetic. How about Bowen one side, Antonio the other, and Haller up the middle? No, it's about no? together. It's good enough. I think Antonio just. I just think we look more comfortable. I, I, I know what I know. I said Antonio struggles in the final third, but I just think with Antonio up front instead of Haller, we just look more confident. I just Haller holds the ball up. That's it. He don't run at players. And you could argue start Antonio on the wing to run at players, but also. I think with Snodgrass, he ain't got the pace, but he can create something, mm. especially yeah. from set pieces. I don't know what's happened to Yarmolenko, though. It's disappeared like the Bermuda Triangle. Apparently, uh, he's he's training, but not with a squad yet. He's training on his own, um, getting his fitness yeah. up, apparently. He's another, he's another injury prone one, isn't he? So. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's just a shame about Susek because I mean I'll be more confident of winning on Saturday. But oh well, classic West Ham. Well, ain't it? yeah, let's let's hope that he puts four nails in, and four nails is a, a perfect uh, replacement for Susek. Mm. Yeah, well, so, well, he scored last night, and he's he's shown what he can do. Like I said, he he can. I, he's probably our most creative player. Four nails. And so, what would, what would you play? There's your front three then. Bowen, Snoddy and Antonio. 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. And I play and I play four now in a number ten role just behind yep. that zone for supply. And then Rice and, and Noble sitting. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sounds good to me. Yeah, well, it's it's easy for us to say that, isn't it? I mean, yeah, well, you know, we we, we don't we don't have the knowledge of our our experienced qualified manager. The knowledge, <laughs> knowledge, experience, our and knowledge. Knowledge, knowledge yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, no, the experience yeah, and the course, knowledge. Course, but you know, I just think sometimes you you look at managers like Moyes, you just think I don't need a UA for coaching license to see what's wrong. I mean, yeah. The trouble is, though. I mean, Daddy Ings worries me. Mm. Uh, Always. That, that bloke scores for fun, and it's gonna be it's gonna be tough. It's gonna be a tough game because you know since we beat them, ironically, they've been brilliant. Southampton. They've got a lot of points on the ball. Um, you know, I think the only thing to go on, well, not the only thing, because I do think we, we we are capable of beating them, but one of the main things to go on is we've won our last four games against them. Mm. It is four, yeah. Yeah, we well, won our last four against them, so, you know, that's a good omen. Well, we shall see for sure. Yes. Quick, quick question before we before we end this, because we're, we're over an hour. Um I think I know your answer, Dom. But Dom, do we stay up? For now, no. Steve. Um. Oh, my honest answer is I don't know. Heart saying yes, head saying no. So <laughs> I, I so really a yes yeah. now. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, I think I think we're going down. Like I said earlier, I think this season's just a bit different. Again, I haven't experienced relegation, so I could just be worrying um, too much. But no, I think I think we're going down. Um, I hope I'm wrong, but we shall see. But but Dom, thanks for thanks for joining us. Yeah, uh, really worry, really appreciate it. Always good talking to you. Yeah. Um, and Steve, thanks for uh, co-hosting yeah, with me, thank, man. And and thank you for getting up so early to chat to yeah. us. Definitely. Yeah, you know, I, I was watching the uh, the sunrise as as we were talking. It was actually quite nice. Fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. All right, um, guys. Well, um, if I may quickly before we go, Chicago. Okay. If yes, I may quickly before we go, if if anybody watching is from San Diego Hammers or knows anybody from San Diego Hammers, reach out because I'm going to be there in May for our last four games in San Diego. So I need to find there. Where they they meet, for sure. Cool. For sure. All right. I'll Thanks, come and Dad. say hi on Saturday, Dom. Yeah, definitely. See you after the game. All right. All right, but it was nice chat to you.